0: So, how many days is it until the Oscars?
1: Uh, It is eight days, no, nine days away because it is one week after the Super Bowl, which is this Sunday.
0: This is true. Have you been following award season in general?
1: Uh, Yes. I always follow award season because I'm a nerd. Uh, But I have not watched anything. I just always look at the results. Okay. Mostly because they have to go in the spreadsheet. That is the most important thing in my life. Uh, but yeah, I haven't really been like watching them. Like, I didn't watch the Golden Globes this year because I don't really like Ricky Gervais that much. Gervais? Gervais? Does he have like Gervais? a French S? Gervais.
0: I think it's like a Z. Gervais.
1: Gervais. If it's in London, it'd be Gervais Ed. Is that the right? <laughs> I think that's right. Fantastic. Um, a
0: joke to kick it off.
1: <laughs> thank you. Yep. <Yeah. laughs> so, pepper and some little humor. joke for, the for all those Canadians who are listening. Uh, uh, ah, yes. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I don't really watch them, but I obviously have been like following. I feel like you generally are more of a consumer of all things pop culture than I am.
0: So. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a watcher. I like to get the I like to know the monologue jokes when they happen, so I've already processed it, them with anger by the time they reach all the listicles in the morning. You know, I just right. find it a, a healthy, if time consuming, way to cope with the fact that they're always painful.
1: Yeah, I think. Uh, That's, like, my bigger issue with them is the older I've gotten, the more that they remind me of uh, question and answer sessions at, like, a convention or a fan panel.
0: Oh, goodness, it's that, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Like, when I first started doing anything related to fandom or literally just, like, anything of, like, are you a fan of insert X thing here? It doesn't even have to be pop culture. And then you go to a panel. And they're like, it's Q&A time. And when I first started out, I was like, oh, great. This is so awesome. Like, I can't wait to hear my fellow humans, you know, say their intelligent questions. And then inevitably, they're just always terrible. Just embarrassing to listen to. kind of what award shows started feeling like to me. Um, It just sort of felt like that weird, like, I don't really want to sit there and listen to the presenter talk about something that inevitably he thinks is funny. And yeah. also, I'm just sort of like waiting for them to call the next award. I don't need every know single about the rest time. Of it, you know, it is.
0: Yeah. It does. It's it's getting more. I think. I think we've also entered that era where we're all getting very you know meta conversational about the function of the host and I mean that's always been a conversation but it's just to a different level now so everyone's you know analyzing the amount of time it takes for Gervais to transfer it over to to, to Timothy Chalamet and then it's just a whole thing and it's we're all conscious of it and you just want to hear the award and you're probably going to be in pain hearing the award itself so the whole thing's it's getting a little hard. I also have been I've been putting a little extra effort to watch them this year only because they're always at like ridiculous hours. And it gives me a nice excuse to stay up at like 3 a.m. London time and then just, I don't know, continue to hate myself watching Ricky Gervais. It's just, it's extra fun.
1: (laughs) See, I think that's the other reason that we probably bridge is when they're like, the awards are at 7 p.m. Pacific. My first thought is that's far too late. I will not be watching this because is nine o'clock is almost bedtime for Eric in central time. So that's where I'm, I'm like, my first thought is that's just not going to happen. I'll catch the, the rewatches, but then I will hop on Twitter in the morning and I'll see that you have tweeted about the globes three hours ago, but that was 3 o'clock in the morning for me. Yeah, so. it's always true. Yeah. I always yeah. get to a point about an
0: hour in where I Google, like, how long is this award show? It's always something like, the award show is estimated to last three and a half hours, but will go longer as they are presenting this award to this horrible person and they are, you know, going to give a long speech and, and then they just keep watching the whole thing. Well, anyway, award season.
1: Yeah, uh, it's long. And I think the... So- I like award season a lot. Like, I'm not one of those people that gets burned out by it. I would be fine if we had more awards, to be honest. Uh, My big thing is this year they shortened it, right? So, like, they moved the Oscars up to just a week behind the Super Bowl rather than putting it at the end of February or even the beginning of March um, in order to supposedly, like, make it a little more exciting and to try to add a degree of, like uncertainty to it like who's gonna win because you have less time to think about it now and i was on board for that i was like that sounds like a great idea anything to make it more unpredictable sounds cool i mean they could just choose to hire people that aren't white and old but whatever uh you know take what you can get yeah uh so i was excited about that but then it kind of went the other direction, and I, I like I don't blame that on the timing necessarily, but that's why I was excited at the beginning of the award season for like this shorter, exciting, different award season, and yeah, then it turned yeah. out to be literally one of the most predictable races in the past like five years, and I was like, oh okay, never mind then.
0: Yeah, it it managed to suck all the excitement out of itself, so that is that is interesting. It really, did. <laughs> but we're we're almost at the Oscars.
1: Yeah, I'm. Not, I don't know how this one's gonna go. I think it's just going to be very vanilla.
0: We've, we've got limited options I can win. And I think we've all we've, we've hardcore rehearsed our reactions to each of them at this point. And it's just one of them is going to happen. And then we will have that exact reaction. And that's it.
1: Yeah. I think my... Like, I think the reason this year feels different or almost, almost worse to me is, like, you know, obviously, like, Moonlight La La Land was, like a huge year just because everything went so weird so fast and the upset and everything else. And that like created this excitement for a second of like, wow, not only are they fallible, but they also picked Moonlight. Like they can do it. And then next year you have sort of like, you know, you have your like villains come back, right? You have your Roma versus Green Book. And it's like exciting because I think it's exciting in part because it's like as much as you all hoped that Roma is not going to win, you know that it's going to, or you know Green Book is, rather, and you don't want that, but you know it's going to win. Not because of certainty either. Like, there was actually a good shot it wouldn't, but because you have no faith, and then it turns out you're right. And that, like, I don't like that. I couldn't stand Green Book, but at least it's like an exciting narrative culturally. Like, we had Moonlight, and then we had this just complete reversal so then we arrive at this year, but I think what makes this year not exciting is it doesn't even have a villain. Like the villain would have been Joker, undoubtedly. Yeah, that would have and that would have taken. At it, this yeah. point, Joker's out of the race. Like it's it has not even it hasn't touched award season essentially in like a meaningful sense for best picture. So there's just no villain. Like your options are everyone wants whatever they, they sort of have their own ex which is actually nice like it's like there's not actually one i wouldn't say anyway yeah it's one pretty good it's a nice. yeah. front runner but it also means there's no villain so there's just sort of a feeling of like well it's going to be one of several bland uh, well i i guess what would normally be described as like bland old guy white movies uh which is fair to some degree versus like maybe an interesting crop of others parasite little women that probably won't get it but even if they do, I don't think it's this. I don't think Parasite is equal to Moonlight. Like, Moonlight was so different, and Parasite's pretty popular. Like, it's not. I don't think it feels quite as subversive as I don't it think I, I really
0: don't Don't think anybody. Yeah, I don't think anybody gave Moonlight much of a shot, to be honest. And I think Parasite's, you know. Not at all. <laughs> it's, got, it's, got, it's got a shot. It really does. Everyone
1: just assumed Moonlight was going to be. What always happens, it was going to be the we movie one. that wasn't really seen and is undoubtedly the best and it wasn't going to win. And then it just did. And that's why I don't think Parasite falls in that same category. I mean, Parasite's huge. And and that means it's not, there's no underdog. There's also no villain. So it's just kind of a boring yeah. narrative. It, it is. I'm it's all
0: just a series of movies, uh, all of which could take it and we would all just say, yeah. Okay. Well.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you're like, all right, well, whatever. Like, I'd be most excited if Parasite won. Definitely. But when it inevitably goes to 1917, I uh, sure you know. I guess like I, I, I don't feel strongly about that. I don't feel I'm not going to be righteously angry like I was for Green Book, and I'm not going to be excited like Moonlight. Uh, it's just going to be okay. Sure.
0: Yes. Well, why don't we why don't we talk about Best Picture? Let's talk about let's talk about what's in the room Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I have my uh, spreadsheet here that I work on on my. Uh, am I allowed? Is this? Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. I'm gonna do it anyway. Uh, I work on it on my work computer, uh, and then I also work on it on my home computer. But I'm very old, so I send it to myself via email oh, goodness. every day. <laughs> I
0: mean, I don't, I don't think I want to dive into the 17 better ways there are to do this.
1: And, yeah, and it's, lower
0: effort, better and less embarrassing.
1: I'm not going to claim that it is the right way. It is definitely not.
0: I'm glad you're not because it is not.
1: No, I mean, it's not. We can, but it is we can pursue way.
0: this conversation at another time. But have you heard about Microsoft online? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's miserable, yeah, but it's that's better true. than that.
1: I think the reason I don't is because it, it's an Excel file, and i I'm messing with stuff like I'm messing with stuff that Google Sheets doesn't really have access to. So because of that, I don't. But also, I definitely could still make it work. Like there's Microsoft no has got I'm, its
0: own shitty. Sh- like oh, Sheets you're right. It has its own thing. cloud.
1: Yeah. 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 No, I, I mean I have no it's excuse.
0: also bad for several reasons. But you know what? You, yeah. you email that to yourself. You keep. You keep it yeah. up. Um, I, I like
1: to be as old as possible.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah.
1: So yeah, the nominees for this year uh, for best picture are Ford versus Ferrari, mm-hmm. The Irishman, Le Mans
0: 66, as it's as it's known across the pond. I will always yes, say it that way.
1: Yes. Yeah, I was very confused by that actually when I was first looking at reviews and half the reviews had a different title and I was like, I don't know, am I typing in the wrong movie? And then I realized it had an international title.
0: When I saw it, when um, I saw it advertised here and it was Le Man66, I was like, this looks shockingly similar to the poster of Ford vs. Ferrari. Somebody should tell them. <laughs> you know,
1: didn't they just so... make this movie? Yeah. Uh so yes, Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, JoJo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917. Once upon a time in Hollywood and Parasite. What a list! Uh, so, yeah, uh, what do you what do you want to talk about? You just want to give me your first thoughts?
0: Um, I'm. I mean, I will say I, I I watched Uncut Gems one and a half hours ago, but I can't believe this oh Uncut Gems God, is nowhere on so this good. freaking. list of nominations anywhere Um, i I don't even know if if i would have instantly well here's the thing first off i would have put it on this list i would have i would. I just would have done it um and mostly because there are other I, i mean it just it belongs there but i think the the most frustrating thing is that adam sandler isn't up there but we'll get there um well I think I think my biggest one is we all we all kind of saw Joker, you know, making the several lists, um, yeah. but I was still kind of surprised it made best picture. I don't know. I I, I kind of thought that, that they'd give it all the other ones and leave it off this list, um, but I haven't really thought very hard about odds, apart from the fact that Ford versus Ferrari is not getting it in any universe ever. Um, no. So let's hear that from you. I want to hear. I want to hear spreadsheet standings. I mean. My thought right now is, thank goodness Little Women is on the the list. Of course, Marriage Story made it. It's probably going to 1917. It's, what odds do you give once upon a time? And, oh, Parasite, I hope it gets it. And that's that's everything.
1: So, yeah, so odds. So I think there's a couple things to talk about here. Um, I guess since you are aware of this, but in theory, the hopefully not fictional human beings who one day listen to this uh if they don't know so i started a oscar uh competition spreadsheet back in 2012 um when i went off to college my family and i started an oscar competition uh cuz it's just like a, a tradition of ours that like every year we would sit down and watch the oscars since i was a very little kid and i was watching them with like the red carpet with my dad so we have a competition and the winner gets literally nothing but a trophy. Uh, and that's not even important. The important part is for one year, you just get to be the most annoying, awful human being about the fact that you won and you bring it up at every possible chance. So I lost to my dad my freshman year. And when that happened, I right, right then and there, I was like, that's never going to happen again. So I decided to do, to focus on an area. You know, it was like, trying to find weak spots, I figured the one thing that I knew that I had over my dad to any degree is math. So, and I'm not a mathematician by any means at all, but I do have very basic conceptions of statistics. So I started a spreadsheet and I started tracking 25 years worth of Oscar data in order to basically find trends and whatever else and just like try to help me and as I became more intelligent and took stats classes and all kinds of things and actually used it for like actual real life things like theses, uh, eventually that has built out into like a very minor and if I showed it to a stats professor, probably like horrid, uh, but fairly useful uh, predictive spreadsheet. So. Uh, what I currently have is a model that goes back to two thousand seven, uh, which has to do with like changes in the Oscars. That's when they made one of their big Academy changes. Um, if you go beyond that, it gets it just gets too old, essentially. Um, but basically, I have it running for all the big category, well, for every category, but some of them are harder. Trying to figure out who wins and who doesn't, uh, very simply. So, but there's a and couple things to talk that about. It's
0: based on all of the, it's based on all the other award shows. As well.
1: Yes, exactly. So the base concept behind this is the Academy, like Academy voting is made up of the same people who also vote in smaller awards, because those are also Hollywood guilds. So the basic, and this isn't like me inventing this, this is Golden Derby and everybody else, it's like a good way to do it. But the general idea here being that every guild is made up of those same people. So the way they vote, will probably point you to who's going to be the victor. And there's like some like caveats here, like the animation award is voted on by everyone, and that's why that one's always like a toss-up. Um Best Picture's voted by everybody. So there's like some some hiccups here and there. But as a general rule, it's like an arrow that'll that'll help guide you a little bit. can so, generally
0: tell that where the trends exactly are. Exactly, yeah.
1: generally. So for example, like I generally include in this spreadsheet things like the producer skilled awards, the director's guild awards, the SAG awards. The BAFTA Awards, because uh, British members make up the second largest block geographically. Um, The Writers Guild, uh, the Eddie Awards, which are for editing. Um, And I ignore things like the Golden Globes for the most part, because they are not made up of those people. Um, I ignore, like, most of your Critics Awards. There are some categories where that isn't true, um, where for whatever reason, like... I don't know how to explain this, but the Florida and the Chicago Film Critics Awards are very good at predicting best adapted screenplay. It's I don't know why that specific is. specific and wow, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is very specific. I, I don't know why that is. It's just like some groups of people seem to have a good pulse on what is going to be, and that one's not really based in science. It's just sort of like a
0: Good for it. them. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, all of that being said, uh, there are a couple things I consider. So, I would say, like, I'm going to talk about odds, but I'm going to talk about two different ways, quantitative and qualitative. So, first thing, like, ignoring the spreadsheet for a second, I think there's a couple things we can say with almost certainty. Uh, The Irishman and Marriage Story have zero chance of winning. And And one very important thing, loving Marriage Story, common. Yes, I've seen that. I love Marriage Story. I have not yet seen The Irishman. Uh, I don't know why. I just haven't. Um,
0: me neither it bodes badly for this anyway yeah.
1: yeah like not not like anything due to its I don't really fall no, on that no, ca- no, like no, I've no. seen some yeah. people saying like oh it's an old white man movie and I'm like well well you know yeah but like that's... it's Scorsese and it's some of the best actors but
0: who Joe Pesci ever worked. came back for this yeah I mean, if you're <laughs> like, gonna I watch don't... an old white man movie you're yeah. gonna watch the one exactly. Joe Pesci came back for exactly. it exactly
1: but as you pointed out there's one important thing they share and that is that they are Netflix films uh, and, those and will
0: never it, win Best Picture. Tell us why, Eric.
1: No, it's never won in Best Picture because the Academy is still primarily made up of uh, older white men. Uh, if I remember correctly, 60% of the Academy is still uh, male. I, I, sometimes, I get the between non-white and, and male-female mixed up sometimes. But there's a significant chunk that is still over the age of 60. Uh, like, very significant. So... They just don't like Netflix because Netflix is sort of against everything that they are, which is also silly. Like, I don't think there's anything sillier this year than the fact that The Irishman is nominated. Like, they hate Netflix, but Netflix is the one that gave Martin Scorsese a movie to make with Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. You know what I mean? Like, The Irishman is a classic Hollywood film, and they didn't finance it, but they also complain. So, anyway, qualitatively, you can almost guarantee those two are out. Um, I would say, like, everything else, I guess, has a shot in theory. There's a couple that are pretty clearly not going to win, though. Uh, One thing that is a pretty good predictor, even outside of doing like spreadsheets and everything else, uh, most of the time, if you're a best picture winner, you also have a best editing nominee uh, and you have a best direction nominee. So that means that uh, things like Little Women, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and 1917, actually, um, for Best Editing anyway, they don't have that editing nom. And because of that, they might have a weaker chance. On the flip side of things, though, 17, Hollywood, uh, they do have directing noms. But Little Women does not. Marriage Story does not. Jojo Rabbit doesn't. Ford vs. Ferrari doesn't. So... All that to say is, if I had to bid right now, based on No Numbers Alone, I would say Ferrari is probably out of the running. We've already said Irishman and Marriage Story are out. Little Women is not going to get it. There's absolutely no way it's going to get it. Also, just a shocking
0: lack of nomination for Greta there.
1: Yep, yep, yep. I actually, I want to come back to her if and when we get to the screenplays. I I have a mild hill to die on related to Greta Gerwig and screenplay writing. Um, so anyway, all that to say, those are probably out. Numbers-wise, though, if you want to dig a little deeper, um, the PGA Awards, which is the Producers Guild Awards, are the single most predictive part of the Best Picture because it is a Producers Award, and those are the Producers Awards. It's a Guild um, of
0: Producers, as they
1: say. Exactly. They gave it to 1917, so that is a... That's a big deal. Uh, uh, the directors also gave it to 1917. So you have the second, and I believe the third largest parts of the Academy, both said 1917 was their movie, essentially. Um, now, that doesn't always mean it's going to line up, because instead, like, the directors are saying, hey, we thought this was the best directed movie. So, in theory, that doesn't mean they think it's the best movie, but most of the time. However, there's one little hiccup here that I... Uh, I guess, spoiler alert, my spreadsheet currently says 1917 is the winner. So there's that. Um, and I tend to believe my spreadsheet, although it has been wrong famously once in which I went against it. Uh, and that was in Moonlight. And that is why I named my spreadsheet Jenkins after Barry Jenkins, uh, because I knew that it was wrong and I knew Moonlight was going to win. Uh, and I've never been more happy, but
0: didn't you have a different say, name for it before that?
1: Uh, no, I didn't have a name for it. I just called it, I don't know, the spreadsheet. But uh, anyway, all that is to say that 1917 is, is the current leader. However, I am going to sort of argue with my spreadsheet here a little bit because there is a, there's one little hiccup here. Parasite got the SAG award for best ensemble and the actors guild makes up the single largest part of the academy. Parasite also nabbed Best Directing and Best Editing nominations, which 1917 did not do. It only has one of those two. So what that means is editors, directors, uh, and actors all think Parasite is pretty good. And if you dig into the math of how these things are voted a little bit, in a race like this where you don't have an obvious frontrunner, it actually matters more that you are a second-place movie more than you were a first-place movie. You need a lot of people to think that you are their second favorite, uh, basically because they have a preferential voting system. So so really quickly, what is that system? Yeah, so basically the way that Best Picture is – and Best Picture is alone in this. No other categories voted this way. Um, basically what happens is all of the nominees uh, – sorry, all the members get their ballots – and then they rank in preferential order their favorite movies, uh, whatever the the what nine this year I think are. Um, so what happens is there's like a number, and Price Waterhouse Cooper comes up with that number. It's called the magic number, which is how preferential voting works. Uh, and that is I forget the exact specifications. It has something to do with like the amount of people who are voting divided by the number of candidates, something like that. Um, but let's pretend for a second that that number is 200. So what that means is any movie that gets 200 votes automatically becomes a possibility. Like, that essentially becomes maybe that could win. If you don't hit that number, though, then it's not like you get in, right? So, for example, I have a really good bet that, I don't know, uh, Marriage Story, Little Women, Ford vs. Ferrari, they probably are not going to hit the magic number. So, what that means is those votes get invalidated. Like, in other words, they're basically saying, like, they're not going to make it, so we're not going to bother with it. Instead, they move to the second place votes. So, if you, all the people who voted Ford versus Ferrari for first, their second place movie then gets allocated back up once the lowest scoring movie is eliminated. And they keep eliminating until you pass the winning number. And the winning number, again, is some mathematical variation on that. But basically, you just have to be able to pass that that number. Um and that's why being second place actually matters kind of a lot uh in again in a race in which there's not like an immediate favorite. I think a really good example of this. Now, again, all this is speculation like they're never allowed to say, but if I had to take strong speculation, I think 2017 Shape of Water is a really good example of this. I think Shape of Water was a second place movie. It doesn't mean that there's not people who thought it was their favorite. I happen to very much enjoy that movie. But my guess is there was a lot of people who said Get Out is our favorite movie. There was a lot of people that said Lady Bird is our favorite movie. There's a lot of people that said Three Billboards is my favorite movie. But not enough for any of those to win. And my guess is all of those people then said, you know what's kind of like Get Out, Shape of Water's, like hidden LGBTQ messaging around queer love? You know what's kind of like Lady Bird? the subversive female-led shape of water you know what's kind of like three billboards the performance by uh, a slightly older actress in a like a, a sort of a, a genre bending role so that's kind of another way to think about it is like who would be like what movie would be people's second if you assume what their first is uh so all of that to say that i actually don't really have like a I don't think I yet have a good sense of who's going to win that. I think 1917 is an obvious second place for anyone who said Ford versus Ferrari, for anyone who said the Irishman, um, even probably Joker to a degree. I could even see arguments for Little Women, to be honest, if you really like period pieces and you like, yeah, Jojo Rabbit too. Like if you like period pieces, if you like war movies, 1917, but I can also see Parasite. I can see you picking Parasite second if you really liked Little Women. I can see you picking it. I mean, it's gonna sound crazy, but I can kind of see it for Joker. I can see people who think in their minds they believe that Parasite and Joker are equally subversive, and therefore, I if agree. Joker doesn't make it, they're like, mm, "Parasite was subversive too," even though because that very
0: solid number of period mouth. pieces on 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 the list in general. You've got once exactly. upon a fun time as well. So, so if you if, if you're if you're seeing all those as equal, and then you see all the others as other, and then you see the yep. ones that stand out in your mind as risk taking, you would exactly. easily equate Joker and Parasite, and then just you know throw one on there at the last minute.
1: Exactly. So that's kind of my current. Like I said, the spreadsheet currently says 1917. The spreadsheet is right more than it's wrong. Uh, best picture is actually not my most predictive category. It's fairly hard to predict, which it should be. Um, yeah. But I, I'm not as feeling. I'm not feeling as confident this year as I was about Moonlight. I can't explain why Moonlight. I just felt it. I was like, "This is gonna win." I just know it. And then it didn't. And then it did. And that was a roller coaster. This year, I don't quite feel that about Parasite. I really want it, and I I think it does have a shot. But honestly, I still think 17 is is probably going to take it. Um,
0: Love that you shortened. Uh, that. Yeah,
1: that's, <laughs> that's just my. That's my current bit. It's
0: a lovable um, nickname for that movie. Yeah, I don't know why. (laughs) So, so so great. We've got, we've got most likely 1917 or Parasite. Um, and it will be truly a, a wild ride if it's something else, um, I, oh, it'll be I, yeah.
1: it'll be really crazy if it's something else. Like I will be, it will renew my interest. If, if you it's have to give, else. if
0: you have to give something as far away a chance as possible, but you know, the very far third. What are you giving? Because I'm giving Once Upon a Time.
1: Ooh, interesting question. If it's not um, either of
0: those, what is it going to be?
1: Interesting question. Uh. Let's see. So the editors gave it to Jojo and Parasite. Yeah, they gave it for comedic. They gave it um, the Globes gave it to 17, but we sort of ignore that. Nominations wise. ah, Man, that is a good question. You know, I would guess. uh, Well, you know, I think it makes more sense if I work from the bottom up. I it will never be Mary's or Irishman ever, mm-hmm. and, which is again how are, how is Scorsese not in the running for this is crazy, but it's never going to happen. So let's ignore that. I truly don't think it'll be Joker. I don't think I, I think it's a farce. I, like in other words, I think it made it because it's the movie that people are talking about. but yeah, I don't think it means it's
0: going to go any farther. Value. There's there's other ca- categories that I'm that that it you know yeah. to some some degree belongs in, but this one was just it was it was in there because of the conversation
1: agreed i don't think JoJo's gonna make it i think uh it lost steam as the as yeah. the year went on i think it was a I, little I'm bit divisive very
0: surprised it even got in in the first place i think it's it's i it's, am too i was actually I, cannot believe that it made it and it is a, I, a
1: long shot i don't think that it's i don't think that it's i mean again without knowing facts i really truly believe that it took the farewell spot i haven't even seen the farewell but i have just my my understanding of like what movie would have gotten in and like sort of how they're being viewed in the conversation i think jojo took farewell spot like i can't believe yeah. it's there um
0: it's, it's anyway. just bizarre anyway um so yeah, that's not getting it very right. bizarre
1: exactly so what that leaves me with is once upon a time ford versus ferrari and little women yeah Little Women's lack of nominations tell me that I don't think it's a third place because again, it's sort of like what else could be a second place or even a third place if you if it's like really divisive and they break up all the second places and it still doesn't get it, then the third. It doesn't make it, yeah. And I think that I think you're right. I think that's where I'm going to go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it's got the directing nod, and I don't think they like Tarantino as their first choice.
0: No, they don't. I, don't I think, think I think that, that gives them just enough satisfaction to slide it in there knowing they would never put it out. That's what job. I mean. I,
1: I think it's sort of like, I don't think they like Tarantino as first choice. I don't think that they like the grotesque, un-Oscar-like violence at the end as their second choice but I do think they like Hollywood enough to make it their third choice. Yeah, you know that's I mean? the thing. Like yeah, I remember when it came out, everyone was like, is
0: this the one that's going to give him yeah. his best picture? And I was like, no, it's not. Right. This is no, not going to happen. They don't like him. But I, see them, like I could him. see them sliding it in there under all of those ones at yeah. the top.
1: So yeah, if, if, if it's not Seventeen or Parasite, I, I yeah, I, if it goes to Hollywood, it'll be a huge upset. Okay, so I have a question for you. I'm yes. going to combine two categories here to talk about. I would like to combine original screenplay and Best Director for a second so that we can bring in Kerwig. And I would like to hear your thoughts on what is being again, sort of just like what would happen with um, Lady Bird what is being called like a snub for her not being uh, nominated for Best Director, although she is nominated for original screenplay. So Chita, I would like yes. to hear your thoughts on that.
0: And okay. I say this having, and this is so important, never seen Parasite um but, but i just i know um but i i know i know that we, we you know directing noms not not a long list they never have been um so i'm not i i wouldn't call it a snub but i would say that it is disappointing that because she hasn't been nominated people will continue to probably see little women as more of a passive work of art than something that was very actively beautifully created by her i think it's easy for I think there was that very horrible tweet thread at some point that was like, Women are great at movies because they will always, you know, create from the inside out, whereas men attack or something that was just like yes, tried its best to be about. a feminist I know, it was yes. really just ham um, but I do think the first tweet in that series made a good point, only in the case of Little Women. So I think the whole point here is I'm 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 pretty upset that she didn't get the nom, not because I think it was like a criminal snub, but because I do genuinely think that the beauty of Little Women specifically is that she made it a movie that was so masterfully done that you think it might have directed itself. And it absolutely did not. It could not have been right. the way it was in anybody else's hands. Um but again, that that sentence, it's it could not have been the way it was in anybody else's hands. It's not always just it's not it doesn't mean you get an Oscar nom. So
1: Oh, for sure. I mean that I mean that's like a tour theory, I guess, right? Like Yeah. Star Wars doesn't exist without George Lucas, but I don't think that means that equals a directing nomination. Like <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah. So I I mean, my my bother is just that this movie will be seen differently. Because and specifically because they will not say by Oscar nominated for a director Greta Gerwig, mm. um, so I think I, I, my gripe is more with the way in which this movie will go down in, in the discourse than with okay. you know it being seen as a snub. Um, but also, I mean, I'm generally obviously mad, so Um always mad about that. Um, yeah, but yeah, you know, uh, give me your thoughts.
1: Okay, so here's my here's my. Hill that I'm sort of dying on. I have a a couple of thoughts here. First, uh, let me just start by sort of putting the qualifier. I am also upset that she did not get a nomination. I think I am more upset that she didn't get a nomination because Todd Phillips did, less than I am that she didn't, in a sense. Like, in other words, it's sort of what you're saying where it's like the class of people that were included it sure as hell seems like she should have been more so than like an automatic. I think she should have been. So I'm going to dive into that for a second. I think one of the issues that I have with when people talk about best directing snubs, including myself, and I'm not sort of thinking about like film people necessarily. Like I think if you work in the industry slash if you have whatever, an MFA or like you understand this more, maybe I sort of like, give you leeway that you're understanding what you're talking about. But I generally think of myself as a pretty, like, movie-oriented person, uh, having watched a lot of movies and thinking about them a lot and making it a hobby and a pastime. And I, honest to God, cannot tell you what a good, like, a well-directed movie is. Like, in other words, I don't know if I can, like, on paper, put down, like, five bullet points and say, like, this is what makes a well-directed movie. I can say what I think a good performance is, and that it's really just opinion. Like, I don't know that much about acting, but I can just sort of say, like, it's about whether or not it elicits the right emotions for me. It's about whether or not it's believable. It's, you know, etc. Um Script, I have a better sense for, uh honestly, a lot of the technical categories, right? Like, costuming, whatever, like...
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Things that are tangible. I don't think that... As a general unit, I don't think that the popular discourse has a good understanding of what a well-directed movie is, and I'm including myself in that. I think we often substitute whether or not we liked a movie for it receiving a best director nom. And the reason that I, the reason I go to that more is like talking to a lot of friends of mine who are they enjoy movies, but I wouldn't say they're as deep or as evolved into it necessarily. I remember specifically for Lady Bird, there was this non-stop narrative of like. I loved Lady Bird. I can't believe she didn't get a nomination. But then you sort of ask like, well, who do you think she should have gotten over? And they go, well, I don't even know who got the other nominations, right? So it's it's more like it's just the substitution of feeling of I really liked it. She is the auteur and therefore she should have gotten it. And I get that in part. But, and this is sort of my third point. I think my issue is the discourse specifically around Gerwig because she's dominated it for the past two years is that we're putting writing on a lower pedestal than a best director. And I think that bothers me. Um, Even best picture in theory, it's a producer's award. Like in theory, they're, they're equal. Each of every single award at the ceremony is in theory on an equal playing field. It is not to say that it's like the best literal movie. It's meaning the best produced film by producers. And then here's your directors and here's your directors. Now, I understand that like, obviously, Best Picture means more. It is the one that gets reported out. I get that. But I don't think I like that whenever we talk about Gerwig being, quote, snubbed, I never see them also mention screenplay. Like, in other words, all you ever see right now is, I can't believe Gerwig didn't get it. Gerwig's not nominated. Gerwig's never going to get it. I can't believe she's not getting recognition. And every time I see that, my first thought is, but she is nominated for Best Adapted, and she's got a really good shot at getting it. Yeah. So there's just something about it to me that feels kind of almost like yucky. Like it feels sort of, uh, um, I don't know, like erasure, for lack of a better word, of what it means to actually write a movie because – I saw Little Women, and I know nothing about Little Women. Like you said, I've never seen the... I never saw the original, or, well, you know what I mean, the, not the original, but the, the Winona writer one that I think is probably most prescient in people's minds. I didn't read the book. I have literally no connection to it. I have a cultural awareness of the fact that there was a character named Joe, and there was a character named Amy, and for a very long time, I firmly, firmly knew in my mind, I knew this to be a truth, what I'm about to say. I knew that Little Women was just like Thumbelina, and that it was about little miniature women, like like figurine-sized women. Uh, I assumed they were part of the same, you know, uh, cinematic universe, MCU style, and that those books were like a pair. I really firmly believe that. Can I just say so that whatever, whatever I... <laughs>
0: happens with this, I'm glad I have that on record. <laughs>
1: I, isn't it great? I I, That's I will fantastic. when the trailer first came out. I was actually surprised. I don't know who I was yeah, with, but I remember turning size? to them and saying, yeah. "Wait, I thought that was about like tiny people, like like t- like tiny, like you know, crumb-sized human beings." Uh, and it turns out, no, it is not like a Gulliver travels uh, uh, town. It is just about humans, uh, normal. So suffice
0: you went in not knowing anything about this at all, nothing.
1: I didn't know anything, and and I will go on record and say I didn't like the trailers. I, everything about it looked kind of saccharine to me, and just kind of, I don't know. I, I don't really enjoy like um, super heartfelty movies, which is ironic because I do. There's like some that I actually deeply enjoy, but when I see the trailers, I'm sort of turned off by it. Um, and all that to say that after I saw it, I really enjoyed that movie, and and it has not left me. I, I liked it a lot when I left the theater. And then the day after I started to think about it, and I actually really loved it. But all of this coming back around to say that I think what I'm more or most impressed by is the story that she wrote.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Which is the screenplay. So, and again, maybe that's because I don't know how to identify good directing. I really don't. It's more of like a gut thing. It's like, you know it when you see it. And when you see it, you're like, yeah, that's a well directed movie. Yeah, um, I think I
0: think I, I, you know, I also counter with you. You know it when you when you see a pretty badly directed movie, and then suddenly yeah, I you agree. A more if it pre- I think, and when again, you watch I watched Beautiful I don't think I know why.
1: No, is that the one uh, with the, it's the this, Steve this? Okay, Gail, I'm TV gonna Steve. C- oh no, I did not watch that. No, no, no. I'm thinking of Wonder Boy, which I also didn't watch. Oh,
0: I I don't even know what that is. I think. Um, wow, it was uh, with Owen Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have a visual. I have a letterbox poster in my head. Yeah. I don't have a I don't have a movie visual. Um, I say that to say that watching that was it, it made me understand what better directing is. Every every so often one comes up. It doesn't mean you watched a bad movie and it tells you but I think you watch a movie where there's just so much potential and it was just, you know, the turning of the screen and the the, the most classic it just really shows you what, what you were missing. And yeah. I think you're right. That is very hard to put into words what um what you're looking for.
1: I will submit a, another candidate for that uh, this year. Well, not this year, uh, uh, 2019's Goldfinch, The Goldfinch. Yes. Um, I don't know if you saw that, but that was um, that was one of those movies where I came out of it like – I, I think that was a poor movie, but it was one of the movies that I came out of it going like that was not well directed. Yeah. And I don't have a better sense for how to explain it other than – I think the difference between, like, a bad movie and a poorly directed movie to me is a, a bad movie, it can still all feel like it's working. Like, in other words, all the pieces fit together. It's just bad. Like, it's bad pieces. The puzzle picture is bad. Versus a poorly directed movie feels like you have, like, a either a fine or a beautiful puzzle, but the director just wasn't quite able to put the pieces together. And instead, it's, like, held up by scotch tape and stuff. You know what I mean? It's it's so Goldfinch was like that, where it was like it was a uh, I think a fine performance from uh, what's his face Elgort, uh, and uh, you know it had a it had a good cast. I mean, um, for God's sakes, Nicole Kidman is in it doing her strange thing. She's in her career now, where she kind of only acts with like uh, egregious sort of like old makeup on, um, and she kills it because she's Nicole Kidman. Um, the cinematography is by Roger Deakins, who is. Legendary and and probably the the single most nominated uh, cinematographer working today, Blade Runner 2049, 1917. I mean, incredible. No, just the absolutely work. masterful
0: behind the scenes work that we are probably not even aware exactly. of. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And all of those pieces just didn't fit. And to me, the, like it, it was still not working. The whole thing just wasn't Such working. I think like
0: Sometimes you have to know it's bad directing when it feels like it couldn't be anything else. Like It's it's, it's not obviously I, yeah. the score. It's not obviously the writing. It's not yes, obviously the exactly.
1: editing. And I feel like to me, that's where I'm like, okay, I think that was poorly directed. So that's, that's just where I kind of sit on this whole, uh, I'm going to call it the Gerwig issue is, I, I am disappointed that she wasn't nominated. I think it is a beautifully done movie. Um, and, and there are people I would have, well, there is person I would have bumped out, uh, for her to be in, but I don't like that it er- sort of erases the work and the, 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 the contribution of writers. Like it's, it's not like, it's not lesser. It's just a different job. Um, in a sense, like a director is your manager, like that's their job, they manage the team. That team is made up of everyone else who are the experts in what they're doing, including the writer, the cinematographer, the editor, the actors. So, I just don't like that it's kind of being put as lesser, and that's my hill.
0: Yes, I agree. Actually, um, I think it, what I, the point I was getting to in saying that I have read the book but not seen the older, the one that everyone talks about, the other adaptation, is um, is that uh, everyone was talking a lot about how one of the greatest things she did was you know rearrange the timelines and you know tell the story in that way. I think that was, I think that almost made the movie everything that it is. I, I, I loved I it loved for that it. reason. That was the greatest I thing. I think that's the, that's also the one biggest thing that makes the movie have so much value in like a second and third viewing. Um, but those two things are in the writing. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah it's, that is beautiful writing. I think, I think a good parallel that helps me understand that better is also the way in which people treat the Grammys for song of the year and record of the year. It's like, we don't really think about the fact that song is essentially the songwriter being honored. And then record is the whole, you know, the the whole puzzle of the the producers and the engineers and the mixers and most, most, you know, importantly, the, the performer. But I think, I think sometimes they'll say, I can't believe this didn't get song of the year. And it's like, yeah, but it got record, which is, in many ways, a bigger honor for this specific song. And right. I think that 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 you know, equanimity, whatever how that word is used, is not often understood.
1: Interesting. Well, a- as you know, I am not a, uh, a music person, so I know nothing about the Grammys. So that is interesting uh, parallel. I did not know that. Uh,
0: also, Knives Out, great screenplay nominee. Anyone who hasn't seen that, go see that. Great movie. Yes. Fun movie. Yes.
1: Um. I- So, now that we've sort of covered that hill, do you want to run down the rest of the big categories really quick and fly in the face of exactly what I just said and ignore uh, categories that are smaller or less paid attention to in the popular eye? Yes. Because hypocrisy?
0: Yes, always. uh... Great. I love it. Okay, so let's talk real quick, adapted screenplay, the rest that we've got. We've got two popes, which is new. That's something we haven't talked about. Have you seen that really quickly? Uh,
1: Yes. I Really loved it. I really did. Uh, that is whew, good movie. Um, should people watch it? I don't know. It? There's just like some movies, like this isn't going to sound as uh, amazing as I think it's going to sound in my own head, but there's definitely sometimes like where you watch a movie and you feel, you're just like, damn, that was like, I that was my movie. Like in mm, other words, yeah. you're sort of like, it, it's probably not like the movie everyone is saying you should go watch. It's like a different one. It's the movie you watch and you're like... Oh, they made this movie for me. Got it. 100% that's what The Two Popes is to me. I love watching old, like, venerated actors duel, for lack of a better term. Like, just, you know, most of the movie, they're just sitting and, and talking play to off each, each other. each other, yeah. Exactly, but they are, I mean, Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins are, are immensely talented, famous actors, and watching them sort of duke it out a little bit is is just my thing entirely I love that I think it's great to watch I love the performances beyond that the camera work was great I I really enjoyed it um honestly I would say I don't know why people wouldn't watch it to a degree I mean it's on Netflix it's uh, I think it's just like a tight two hours it's not it's not any longer than that as far as I remember anyway um and I would say it has a little bit of a, a hiccup with the pacing but that's okay um the uh the only thing I'd say is like, it's, uh, I mean, it, it's about, uh, obviously it's about the Catholic church and it's about the Pope, but it's not like a, um, at least it didn't read to me as like apologetic necessarily. Like, it's not like a movie that's sort of ignoring. It's actually very clear, uh, of like, yeah, there's some bad things here. Um, but it more treats... I would say what the movie does really well is it it takes the idea of its own title of the two popes, and it sort of breaks them down the entire time. Like it it, it brings them down from being uh, quite literally the the gateway between heaven and earth, uh, down to being two people that enjoy watching soccer on TV. Like like that is sort of the journey of the movie is. These are mortal human beings, and that includes the immense fallibility. Um, so I liked that. Um, yeah. All that to say, for Best Adapted, uh, Two Popes is not going to get it, for sure. Uh, it has taken none of the awards. The WGAs haven't happened yet, the Writers Guild Awards. Um, so in theory, I could be wrong. The WGA Adapted is obviously the most uh, 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 predictive. However... Yeah. I also it's just don't think
0: it. anything but Little Women has has a kid's good has you know good chance. No, no, it, no nothing this else is one of the awards. I mean, Joker's nothing. not getting that. Jojo's not getting that. Two Pups is not getting that. No. The Irishman is there, and Little Women is going to win. So yeah. that's how. I no, feel Little Women has it.
1: it, which is interesting because I've heard a lot of people say that like, oh, this is going to be hard to predict, and it's, it's really like a it's going to be interesting to see if it's that or Joker. And I'm like, it's really not. It's clearly Little Women. Like, no, it's, it's not even going to be not close. Getting
0: this, I mean, if, if it I'm gets there, it, it'll be
1: a huge upset.
0: That, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, it's, it, There's also, I mean, there's always, to some, I mean, this isn't the way you predict the awards, but to some degree, after you've predicted a bunch, there's always going to be that one where it's like, they're also going to give it to them because this movie, because they think this movie should get one. And uh, the, this, this no, movie for should sure. get one. Um, one Absolutely. Of um, and it's, Absolutely. And this is so the category. This is the perfect one, like you explained. That
1: actually is a great segue into finishing out our talk on Best Director, because what you just said, I think is super... Prevalent to best director especially lately they have been splitting director and picture this um, is true
0: yes they had. they, have now, been they going didn't in do it with shape of water directions
1: but the the two movies they have been splitting so last year alfonso Cuaron got it for best director but green book got it for movie in 2016 damien chazelle got it for la la land but uh moonlight of course got it for for best picture um Spotlight in 2015, uh, versus, um, Alejandro Nuratu for, and I always pronounce his name wrong, um, for The Revenant. Like, it is definitely exactly what you just said. I, I think in the past few years, it has very much been like, okay, we know everyone's gonna be mad, so you- we're gonna give the one movie director and we're gonna give the other movie best picture. And that is where I'm coming down to my best director here is Sam Mendes has this as a lock. Um, he won the DGA, which is ninety-eight uh, percent predictive. It is it is massively predictive. Um, it has the nom for BP. It won the Golden Globe, which isn't the most predictive, but it still it can still weigh a little bit. Bong jun Ho hasn't has nothing. He's won no awards for it. I don't think he's going to get it, and that actually makes me feel better about Parasite. Yeah, it, it yeah. makes me feel like it is going to be sort of let's call it the flip of last year. If Roma had gotten it than if in a world in which Green Book director, whose name I don't even know, uh, maybe he would have gotten it. But. So, anyway, best director I'm going to put out right now. I think it's going to be Mendez, um, and that's probably my biggest reasoning for why I think Parasite is going to take picture. Um, I have seen a little bit of uh, pros- I think because of the Critics' Choice Awards a couple people were saying maybe this will be Tarantino's. Uh, st-
0: I... Still don't think, so. don't think so. I also think I think uh, one of the the silliest but probably true reasons why he's not going to get it is the conversation has just moved on. Um, yeah. I, I just don't think it's I don't th- I just don't think it's viable for everybody sitting there filling out their ballots going. It came out too long ago. No, it's just not. It's I mean, it's yeah. it's going to go through their minds and then they'll do. It was their a summer movie. And then they will have moved yeah. past that. Yeah. They're no, obviously not going to give it to Todd era. Phillips. Um, no. And I don't think that with this class or with anything that Scorsese is getting this either um no, but I yeah don't. you're right Mendes is a shoe and um I it's almost to the point where I can like physically see him up there talking about his stupid process um yeah I don't know. he's he's good not not to not to shit on that movie but whatever it was underwhelming <laughs> um I mean it was great it was it was good directing sure I mean it was definitely on paper skillful and like you can't take that away um the dude did work very 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 hard um but so did every single other person who put together something that's very technically difficult um yeah yeah. So yeah, yeah. Good job to him, I suppose. All right, <laughs> you're right. He probably so gets that's,
1: that. That's uh, best director. Um, go for it.
0: So different categories. Oh wait, this is a this is an out of the way question. Do you think Endgame is going to get visual effects? Considering the Irishman exists, and I guess Lion King hasn't seen the light of day in any other way.
1: I don't know. The, so the, the back categories are really hard They're to
0: predict. They're so difficult. I get them wrong on my completely unscientific ballots every single time.
1: They're really hard. They, there are There's only one academy that votes on them, um, uh, which is the VES Awards. Um, there are three different categories that they have that all... Predict the Oscars to some degree, which is um, the visuals award the supporting visuals award and the character award and each of those has like Predicted different things at different points for example um, The jungle book in 2016 took visuals and character and then it won the Oscar Um, First man took supporting last year or I'm sorry in, in 18 and it won the Oscar so it's just hard. BAFTA also votes on it, um, and so does the Critics' Choice. But it's just one of the harder ones to predict. So I honestly have no idea. I'm, I don't know enough about visual effects to have yeah, an opinion. No. I, as in, I, I just don't. It's just one of those things where I look at it. I'm like, that is good, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or I that on this every year. is bad, like... and that's my entire ability to critique it. I just don't know enough. So I guess I would give it to End Game sure i mean uh, not not to like i don't want to veer off course too much but i didn't enjoy jungle book we can do that on a different podcast a different time uh, um, lion i king? vehemently did not enjoy. i'm sorry yes the lion king i uh, really didn't like it yes but not for its visuals like in other words I-, I didn't agree with them as a creative choice for the film but i was reading a little bit about like the behind the scenes of it and it's kind of nuts like they developed a completely new technology for it. Like, it, Isn't it's not that something
0: it's... that, to be honest, you hear about? I mean, not that th- this is again. This speaks to how great the industry is and all of this stuff. But like, you genuinely hear about that with every movie that takes significant CGI. They'll be like, "Did you know we yeah. have to develop a new like for Toy Story?" They were like, "Do you know that to do Bo Peep, we had to create a new way to show like ceramic?" And then for every right. movie, they're like, "We and then we we changed how we do hair now and then fur." And it's like they yep. always do that, which is like fantastic but it's almost to the point where that's not that's not why you're going to give an an award you know
1: yeah agreed agreed but yeah that's that's my general feeling uh, i i don't know i would be I guess I'm not unhappy with any choice. Um, right?
0: They all just like, they yeah. all the five just check one of the five, you know, very distinct boxes for effects. That's, that's just the thing that I find funny. It's like the big sci-fi superhero one, the de-aging yep. one, the animals that, the, the thing, not even animals, the, the hyper-realistic creature one, the yep. editing cuts that made it look like one shot. That's honestly specifically a genre one. And I guess Star Wars is another endgame.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed.
0: there's just those four categories it's always just yes you did some marvels with space and sci-fi <laughs> you did it with the creatures you did it with the cuts and you did it with the faces so, i guess great. what's
1: also weird about those categories is i see people like i think it's funny because i see comments where people kind of roll their eyes at them where they're like Ugh, like the oscars only ever pick like sci-fi movies for them because that's all they think visuals are but the nominations process works the exact same way as the voting process Only visual effects members can vote on the visual effects category for its nominees. So they clearly know, like, (laughs) they know what is and what isn't. So I'm sort of like, yeah, "Yeah, go for it. Like, I believe you that these are the best ones. Sure. You know, even more so than I think I do, like, actors where they're just so big. And it's such a massive thing where I'm like, we can all kind of have an opinion on, like, that's good or bad. But... These are the technical categories, as in like a highly technical craft. I believe you. I'm not, I don't argue with the plumber if he tells me what the best type of toilet Certainly. is. I also don't argue with the visual effects. Like, I don't, I honestly wouldn't would argue with my
0: friend on this one because I don't know anything about the visual effects no, either. I don't know. Anything. Yeah.
1: Um, so I want to do a, uh, actor speed round here to, uh, uh, to kind of close this out. So what I'd like to hear is, I want to know who you think is going to win in each of the acting categories. And uh, if it does not line up, uh, who you would like to have win instead. Um, Because my guess is it probably is not going to line up in any of them. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, If it does line up, then I want to hear your second choice.
0: So if it doesn't line up with what you think is going to happen, or if it doesn't line up... No, 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 no.
1: Yeah, so, like, basically tell me, let's start with the actor, for example. I want you to tell me who you think is going to win the acting category, and then, my guess is it's not who you want, I want you to tell me who you would want to have won it.
0: Uh, ah, I hear yeah. you. Yes, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a couple of always, always the fun disclaimers, I haven't even seen a bunch of these movies, um, I and that's, okay. that's just, you know, I feel like of all of the awards for for actor, you just gotta to see in the movie um -hmm. so i haven't seen pain and glory um and okay so we have antonio madaris pain and glory leo once upon a time adam driver marriage story um joaquin phoenix joker jonathan price the two popes so i think for this one i i like it's it's 100 going to
1: joaquin phoenix he he took the sag and the critics choice it's um yeah it's gonna be joaquin yep Okay, so who would you want to have won if not Joaquin Phoenix?
0: Yeah, so again, I really haven't seen um, Pain and Glory, so I do not know that. Um, But I think Adam Driver deserves this really strongly. I genuinely, um, I think there's so much to be said about Marriage Story and all, but I I think, I just think it was just beautiful performances. I think that's what made it exactly what it is.
1: Interesting. Okay, well, uh, as I said, I fully believe Joaquin will win. Um, but he would not be my pick mostly because, uh, well, I just have my own hangups that movie, but I also, um, there's a, there's like those weird stories of him being kind of weird to people on set because he's playing the Joker and I'm just so tired of that. Like, I'm tired I of mean, even
0: yeah.
1: not, not to besmirch a dead man's name, but even Ledger did it to a degree. And at this point it just feels kind of old where it's like, okay, you're playing the Joker. You're weird to people in real life because you're method acting. I understand. Um, uh, so instead I'm gonna focus more on who I would have wanted to win. I'm gonna be less scientific than you. Um, Antonio Banderas for pain and Glory I also have not seen. However, I like Antonio Banderas. Uh, he is an interesting guy. He have a he had rather a very interesting interview article in I believe Esquire, I think um about pain and glory um and he was kind of talking about his career and he gave this very fascinating interview in which he talked about how much playing the character puss in boots meant to him um and it had a lot to do with being a now he is spanish uh i uh can't wait to make the fictional people who listen to this upset by saying this but um he is wildly not uh latin latinx latino whatever you want to call him um He is Spanish uh, and therefore white. So this is not a, a racial thing I'm about to say. What he is talking about is if you have a Spanish accent in Hollywood, you are the villain. At least when he was coming up especially and when he got into the business and for the most part. And I think that is true regardless of race. Like that is a very true statement. Spanish accents typically mean that you're a villain. It's just a villainous sort of trope almost. So he talks about why Puss in Boots meant so much to him and it was really fascinating. So... I would not mind it if it went to Antonio. Um I'm gonna use his first name because I guess we're really tight now. Um I would not mind it if it went to Adam Driver because uh only really for personal reasons, I had a very personal emotional connection to that movie and to his part. Um more than that, I think Adam Driver uh, it's not even for Mary's story, this it would be like a career award to me. Like
0: I feel the same way in yeah. his
1: in the ten years that he has really been like in the world in a very meaningful way, acting wise. He has just destroyed every role. He is giving it a 100%. I have yet to see a performance in which I think that he is not giving it everything. Um, even when it doesn't deserve it necessarily, he is – it's like it means everything to him. And I think the biggest – my biggest piece of evidence for that is those um, undercover boss SNL skits. He's still <laughs> – in it, like he's still so in it, and and I really like that. Um, Jonathan Price, I would give it to literally just again. He's an incredibly better reader actor. He's been around for a long time. Sure. Um, all that being said, I would actually give it to Leo. I think above anybody. Um, I think Leo. I do not understand why he got it for the Revenant. Let me rephrase. I understand why he got it for the Revenant. <laughs> uh, it's a career award. It's because he hadn't gotten it. I think in Once Upon a Time, he is doing far more fascinating work than he was in The Revenant. Like, I get The Revenant's hard because he ate a horse or whatever, and I get that. Um, But this movie, he goes through these emotional sort of swings and these emotional depths that I think are very specific, and I think they require sort of like an intimate knowledge of not only that world, but of that person more so than being a mostly mute frontiersman. Like, yeah. uh, th- there's just like a, uh, it's inhabiting a person versus inhabiting a role, is how I'll say it. So, uh, I would like it to have gone to Leo. I know it will not. Um, no actor has won twice in the past, like, 20 years, except for um, Daniel Day-Lewis, who is considered he the is greatest working actor alive universe, so i get so. that yeah exactly um but no actor has gotten it twice so it's not going to go to leo but um that's what i would want so best actress uh we have cynthia erivo um for harriet we have scarlett johansson um for marriage story we have Shersha ronin uh, for Little Women, we have Charlize uh, Throne, as I r- uh, learned in a interview recently that I watched. What have you been saying um, Charlize Theron or Charlize Throne or something like that. But it's like a, it's more like a THR, like a Throne. Anyway, uh, for Bombshell, I believe. Um, I don't have this on my sheet for some reason. It's true. Yes. Um, and Renee Zellweger for Judy. Uh, let me start at the top by saying Renee Zellweger is nearly guaranteed to get it. Um she's won every major award. What a
0: bizarre sweep. I mean, not not undeserved, yes. just bizarrely consistent.
1: It's the it's again, it's like in every action category. Usually there's one every year. One of the wins is that one where again everyone's like, Who saw that movie? Yeah. Even even big names. Like uh when meryl Streep was uh when it was um what the hell was that movie? Uh uh it came out like two years ago. Uh Oh, God. It was British. It had Hugh Grant in it, too. I can't remember the name of it right now. The, the piano um, one? No. Y- yes, I think Florence so. Foster and it, it was one of those movies. Yes, thank you. Nobody saw Florence Foster Jenkins. Talk it was it, one of those movies it, where it when like it, it came, came up, it was like.
0: And then it floated out at the cinema what? as
1: quickly as yeah. it went in. And everyone yeah. said, what movie? Meryl Streep was in what? So, anyway, all that's to say, Renee's going to take it. So, my question to you is uh, who would you like to win it if not Renee?
0: yeah so I think for I think this one is is extraordinarily sersha I think it is she like twenty five every time I think about this I feel she is twenty five and this
1: is her fourth Oscar nomination
0: that was that was long enough but Saoirse, <laughs> that's uh it's just so so fantastic but i I also think that that this everybody who's voting on these awards is like she's got just decades of a career ahead of her to win everything on earth. Um, that said, yep. like this, that this was a deserved nomination. Very, very good. In a world, I would hand this to her. Now, I just love Cynthia Erivo. I just love her. I just love her career in general. And I, is it is this not the one that would like egot her if she won this? She would. She would. She would finally you, egot right. You'll I have think to tell this me. is it. Um, I'm pretty. I'm like. I'm. I'm actually. I'm actually pretty sure this is the one that would give her because she has. She has the eg and t. Um, and. I just haven't seen Bombshell and don't want to say anything about that movie. So okay. I think I, I think that's where I stand.
1: Okay. Uh, so it sounds like your leading person, if not Renee Zellweger, you would give it to Cynthia Erivo.
0: Yeah, but that's like bizarreio considering I haven't seen the movie. So I don't know. I Got mean, it. Sir, uh, off the movies I've seen, Sersha's performance was. Completely fucking that's okay. beautiful.
1: We're, we're in an alternative world where you can give it to anybody uh. for any reason. I almost gave it to uh, Antonio Banderas because he liked Pussy Boots. So it's totally okay. Um, yeah.
0: So, yes, Cynthia.
1: Okay. So I have also not seen Harriet. I also have no idea who Cynthia Revo is. I will be completely honest. And that's probably 100% my fault. Uh, I am just not... That good about following pop culture, as you're aware, ironically. Um, but I do know I need to check her out, as and I've seen a lot of people talking about her, and I know that Harriet was talked a lot about, both positively and negatively. So I mm-hmm. do need to. So
0: her big thing was being in Broadway, The Color Purple. By the way,
1: that'll do it. Is that I don't know Broadway, um, but I do know The Color Purple. So uh, I believe you when you say that she deserves it and she should get it. That sounds great um, for Scarlett Johansson. I agree. I liked her performance. Sorry, I just lost my voice completely. There we go. Um, yeah, Scarlett Johansson. I liked her performance. I I agree. I also don't think it was uh, win-worthy. Um, I'm not really sure why. Uh, I just don't... I don't know. I just didn't... Uh, I, I wouldn't do it, I guess. Um, Shersha Ronan. Uh, yeah, I... I would give it to her, but I would give it to her more for her career award. It's not that I didn't like her as Joe. I think she did a phenomenal job. Uh, It's more that I think she was outshined in that movie by Florence Pugh or Pugh. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Um, So part of me says like it wasn't, it's almost like not her award to win for like a a lack of better term. Like even though Florence would get it for supporting, it, it still is just, I don't know. Um, I would give it to her more for a career nod, though. But I don't feel bad that she doesn't win because I firmly believe she is this generation's Meryl Streep. Um, she is going to continue to be at these award shows for the rest of our lives. Um, it's going to be a, a probably every or every other year sort of once-again-she's-nominated kind of situation. So Yeah, and she um, will
0: continue to deserve it. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Um Charlize Throne. I adore Charlize Theron. I think she's a fantastic actress. Um, this is going to sound so nuts. I would not give it to her for Bombshells. If I had to give it to her for a movie last year, it would be The Long Shot. Uh, what fantastic With Seth Rogen. I adored that movie. It is so funny. It is so well done. And I, I've seen a lot of things that are like, oh, another movie she has about the schleppy guy. And I'm like, you know, I know it seems like that, but that's kind of not what it is. Like, I really enjoyed that movie. It is so fun to see actual rom-coms kind of back a little bit. Yeah. And in a very unique way. And she's doing something very different here. Uh, I, I don't think this is her normal thing. Um,
0: oh, absolutely.
1: It'd be, I mean, it's almost like she's playing a role that is actually very familiar to her, but she's put in a movie that is not. So it kind of has to undo what she normally does. Yeah. Um, she she is made to be vulnerable. She basically begins that movie as Furiosa and or Atomic Blonde and or mm. an insert what a hypocrisy. crazy performances that she's been doing in the past ten years because she's phenomenal. And then by the end of it, she has to be like a person, and that's that's really great to see. Bombshells did not a bombshell. Yeah, only one bombshell. Maybe um, I thought it was fine. I thought it was. uh, uh, I believe I put it in my. I thought it was fine category for my end of year list. If not, I liked it. I think it was just. I thought it was fine. We can talk more about that on a different uh, episode if you'd like. But um, I would not give it to her for this only because that whole movie feels like people that are doing impressions, and that's not a bad thing. Like that's not. I'm not saying that negatively. I, I. It's sort of. Like, of course you are, but I don't think that that deserves an Oscar win because she's playing Megan Kelly. Um, and my biggest argument about that is that I think you know she's playing an impression because Megan Kelly is never the devil in this movie. Uh, as in everyone, every every person in this movie is made out. It's not that they don't sort of, they obviously take shots at Fox News constantly. Um, but I don't think that the, the actors... In any of the roles really are playing three dimensional people. Um, they are playing a person that we heavily recognize. Um, and doing it in a really great way. I mean, sh- as far as you can tell, that's Megan Kelly. Like she does a great job of it, but yes, I wouldn't unsettling. say that it's, it's a great impression. Yeah. I, I just don't think that it was anything more than an impression necessarily uh, which is not a knock on her abilities or anything I just I don't think that's the point of the movie so I wouldn't do that I did not see Judy I generally do not enjoy Renee Zellweger Uh, this is not to knock her personality or her talent I just tend not to click with her roles or her movies I have no knowledge of this movie I don't know I only know that it disappeared from theaters nearly as soon as it arrived uh all the power to her um and her win I guess so to answer my own question I would say only because I haven't seen Cynthia Revo's movie nor do I know anything about her I kind of can't give it to her of any of these I think I would give it to Saoirse I suppose yeah Um, I mean we love that yeah okay supporting actor well now here's my question though like this is my this is my question. I, I so I guess I should clarify. I don't think that it's necessarily bad to win an Oscar for playing someone else. Like I did not see this movie, but from my my understanding, Taron Egerton as um, uh, 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 oh my god
0: Elton John. I just
1: lost his name. Thank you very much, Elton John. In Rocket Man, is supposed to be phenomenal, and to my understanding, that's the difference between like an impression versus like, inhabiting another person, essentially, and that's my point here. It's not that she's playing someone who actually exists, it's that it just never really felt like anything more than we need you to know that this is Megan Kelly, and she's playing a Megan Kelly. And this and is that's the, a, a
0: literal here. parallel of that that moment that you remember from just a few years ago that you saw on TV.
1: Yes, that's I think exactly it's also just point. that so, enough time
0: hasn't passed since that for it yeah, to feel anything less than a direct impression, yep. like one exactly. of those made-for-TV courtroom exactly. recreations. Exactly.
1: So that's where I don't know whether or not I would say like. I have no idea if Renée Zellweger did a good job as Judy. Like I don't know if it was an impression or if she was really inhabiting the role. I have no idea. Um but I'm assuming due to how well it's doing that it's the latter, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah.
0: Um yeah. Right.
1: Okay, supporting. best supporting actors. We have Okay,
0: I think this one's actually much more interesting Tom. conversation.
1: I think so too. I think there is I think there's one clear leader, uh but possibility of an upset. So we have Tom Hanks for Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. We have Anthony Hopkins for Two Popes. We have Al Pacino uh, for The Irishman. We have Joe Pesci for The Irishman. And we have Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, So Brad Pitt is by far the leader of this pack. He won the SAG. He won the Golden Globe. He won the Critics' Choice Award. Uh, he also received a SAG nomination. He's won the single most awards in this category. Uh, he's probably going to get it. I, I really think it's going to go to him. Um, and I think that's fine. I, I really liked him in that movie. I think this is more of like a... I would say that is a recognition of his career as well. Um, and all the power to him. However... I will note, having not seen The Irishman, I have heard that Joe Pesci is by far the one who should win it. I believe people when they say that.
0: I actually think that he was by far the most amazing thing about Once Upon a Time. Like, there's so many great things about it, but that was just, like, every second he was on screen, you were like, this is a magnetic movie, and it was not just because he was beautiful, but also Irishman performances.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. I haven't seen it, so I don't know whether or not I can, like, I'm not going to pause it. I, I believe people when they say Joe Pesci. But sticking to the ones that I have seen, if I have to give it to someone else, um, I also didn't see Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. So that only leaves me with Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen Beautiful Day either. Yeah, and yeah. frankly, he was great uh, as the Pope. And yeah, true. I really liked him. I mean, he's, he's, he's Anthony Hopkins. There's a reason he's famous. But um, what's great about him in this one, I think, is that he is, once again, of course, playing a villain. Um, but... It's a villain that sits across from your your hero, in a sense, um, while they both enjoy a, a cup of wine uh, under sun umbrellas. Like, that's it. Like, there's no... that That is his villain. It's this sort of, like... There's this tension in the nothingness. It, it's this idea, this sort of, like, veneration and this power and this ferocity that is... Only shown through his face and through the way that he reacts to other people. But it's it, like you know that he, it's this idea of like he can't do anything. He's not physically imposing because he's an 80 year old guy. They, they bring it up a lot. He's an 8 year old guy with a pacemaker and his watch tells him every like five minutes they used to get up and walk. Like he's not intimidating in any way. And yet, Anthony Hopkins, it, it's like basically you're having lunch with a shark and it's fascinating to watch. So if I had to give it to someone, who wasn't Brad Pitt? It would go to Hopkins. What about you?
0: Um, I almost, I almost just want to see like Joe Pesci step on stage and like thirty years, I guess, after Goodfellas, just I don't know, like nod, um, yep. s- say like six words, leave, um, yep. and for that and priceless retire. moment, I would, yeah, and uh, once yep. again retire. Yep, yep, I suppose yep, I would, yep. I would give it to him.
1: All right, can you give us the rundown for who is in the Best Sporting Actress category? All
0: right, so we've got Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Um beautiful. Florence Pugh for Little Women. What a scene stealer. Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Um, you've got Scarlett Johansson for JoJo Rabbit, and we've got Kathy Bates for Richard Jewel. Is it Jewel? I've not seen that. Because they decided to release that in February in the UK. So that's great. Um interesting. I know. They've made a very conscious decision and I do not understand it. That's fine. Um so before we before we say that I, I think it's definitely going to go to one person here. Um, I genuinely don't know why the hell Scarlett Johansson got this nomination because I kind of think that she was bad in this movie. Like I actually think really that, I couldn't stop thinking this kind of took me out of it.
1: I actually I, I, I don't think it bothered me as much but I actually agree with you. Okay. I think it took me out of the movie too. Did you feel like you were watching Scarlett Johansson? The yes,
0: whole time? and I and, and I don't yep. want to say it the way that yep. people on Twitter would say that it's the accent or something. I mean, sure, like no, it's I a fucking that. like that's not the the whole point of the movie is that they're not playing no. German people. Um, yeah, yep. like that's anyway, like it's not Taika Waititi did not write a movie that's an impression of anyway. Um, but so it's not that, but there was so it's definitely not that, which means it's something completely different about. I don't know, her approach? I, I, I completely am at loss to put this into words, but...
1: I, I agree. Uh, like I said, I don't think it bothered me quite as much, I, but I think the reason for that is I really like how they used her character. Um, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but there is the drop of the movie, and it's effective. Like, it, it really moved me, um, and I think in part, it's because of how they... They use her character in relation to your protagonist throughout the rest of the movie. Um, uh, Just a quick shout out, completely unrelated to anything, but Thomasine McKenzie, who plays uh, the, the young woman in this movie, absolute knockout I would have given her best supporting, no questions asked. Uh, Laura Dern can sit down. Thomasine McKenzie gets it. Like, I think it was my favorite performance of the year, uh, uh, possibly from any actor. I really liked it. I don't know why. Anyway, back on track. Um, I felt like the entire time I was watching ScarJo. I I don't have a better explanation for why. I just felt the whole time I was like, ah, here we are in the German village. Here's a young boy. Here is a German officer who I know is being played by Sam Rockwell, and they're both standing next to Scarlett Johansson. Like, I just didn't feel like she wasn't herself, uh, and and I don't really know why. Um, and I maybe that's a bad thing. Like, maybe that is a a remark on the quality of the performance. I don't know. Um, I'm not uh, I'm not an actor, but there's something about it. So I would agree. I don't really know why it's here. I didn't dislike her in the movie at all. It was just sort of like oh, okay, ScarJo's in this movie. I am shocked that she's in this category. I just didn't expect it. Um, So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, So, I'm assuming that you are pointing to the fact that you said that it's probably going to one person. Do you agree that it is going to Laura Dern? Laura Dern, Dern, definitely. Almost Yep. Okay. Is that who you want it to go to? (laughs)
0: Like, honestly, yeah. But uh, also, Florence, like, stole Little Women. Um, I just like once again, and not even to the degree of Saoirse, um Florence will get her due. So I almost want to just say it doesn't matter um, for, for this for this specific year. Um, I, I like I love her so much. There are no words to describe how much I love Florence Pugh and have since before fighting with my family, which is it's been it's been a sec. And and I guess I guess my only other gripe with Laura Dern getting this is that, um, like I almost just wanted to be like a retribution award for Margot Robbie for not getting Itanya. um, just because I think that was a like, yes. crime. Um, but that's I mean that's truly just it's it's in the past it's over. But no, I just Laura Dern it, as as just a, an actor as a human being deserves all the awards as the kids say and i am very happy about it
1: so i I could not agree with you more i i just didn't see that movie um i will actually let me talk about her really quick because i love kathy bates um this is going to sound completely unrelated to anything other than my love for kathy bates but um as a child, I watched Misery uh, very young, and that movie scared the crap out of me, and that was my first exposure to Kathy Bates. Later, I think a lot of people my age uh, watched Waterboy, in which she plays the, the mother to Adam Sandler. Um, she's in the office, of course, as the new CEO. Uh, I think she's great. I just think she has a great on-screen presence. She's always the same person, and she does it amazingly. Um, all that being said... I, I'm glad she has an Oscar and I'm here. I don't know if she's ever won an Oscar. I'm not, uh, up to date enough. I hope she has. If not, I hope she does. Um, I'm sure she was great in this movie. I have yet to see it, but I will. However, uh, my greatest gripe against, not against Kathy Bates, but, but, um, uh, in, and, uh, sort of in honor of Kathy Bates, uh, the movie, The Dark Tower with Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba, uh, was a deeply, deeply poor movie. Um, it is my all time favorite book series. I adore those books. Um, I truly believe they are the greatest modern, uh, uh, story Uh, as in, I, I I firmly believe they are the successor to the Lord of the Rings, which may be like an insane statement. And I'm going to just say it boldly. Um, there is a character in that book that as I was reading it as a child, I said to myself, ah, Kathy Bates. Um, and the fact that she wasn't in that movie seems like kind of a double-edged sword. Um, it was a bad movie, so I'm glad she wasn't in a bad movie, but I believe that that movie would have been better had she been in that movie because I cannot read that book without thinking of Kathy Bates as this character. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. Two, uh, Laura Dern. Love Laura Dern. Um, I mean, who doesn't? She's a fantastic actress. In my heart, she will always be um, Dr. Ellie Sadler from Jurassic Park, um, because I saw it at far too young of an age, and she's been with me essentially my entire life. And that's and the I way adore, you recognize the face uh, forever. Her. Yeah, absolutely. And she's phenomenal. That being said, I I understand why she would get it because this feels like a career Oscar. I don't necessarily think that she should get it for Marriage Story. I I, I mean, she plays the mean lawyer. Like, I, yeah, it's the mean lawyer. I, I get it. But, like, I've seen her do a lot more. Um, and that's not, like, a remark on her. I think it was just her part. She just has this sort of reg It's, it's a very troped part, and it's, it's... That's not a bad thing, but it's one of those things, again, where it's, like, I wouldn't have given it to Leo for The Revenant. I would have given it to him for Django originally. Now I would have given it to him for Once Upon a Time... Same thing here. I think there's other parts that she deserves it for. I'm glad she's getting it now. Um, Scarja, we've already talked about, um, Florence Pugh. Until you just said that you knew her, I thought that she was brand new to film this year. So I know nothing about her other than that she was in the film Midsummer, which I will not be seeing because you know how I feel about horror movies. And, and I will continue to say
0: what a lovely mistake that is. Oh, Lord.
1: I know. I, I, I need other people to fill that. That uh, niche for me. Now, here is, I'm going to come to my last person here, and the reason why I am not picking Laura Dern as the person I would give it to. As you know, at least I think from my Instagram, I have recently been on a Margot Robbie thon. Um, I wanted to watch her entire CV, mostly because I just hadn't seen it, um, but in large part because I think that Margot Robbie is a fascinating person. In that, she is one of the few people that I know of, uh, a few actresses especially, recently, that she doesn't come from anything. Like, she's from a very poor family, uh, from a single mother. She was raised on a farm. She worked three jobs in high school to, like, make money to live. Um, And she's not like a legacy person. And I think that's what I really attach to about this, you know, like, uh, the Mara sisters get talked about a lot. Um, things like that. I mean, her family owns two NFL teams, like things like that, where it's, um, I, 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 you know, it's not that actresses and any actor can be impressive and also wealthy. Sure. But it's like, you are inherently starting from a higher position in the track, right? Like they have advantages. Um, And that is not to say that as a, again, as a white, attractive, blonde, able-bodied woman, she does not have advantages. But at least to her peers who fit those same categories, I find it very impressive what she has done. More impressive to me is that she has, she, she came into the 2010s and has dominated, dominated the decade. Um, she came in with uh, about time with Domino Gleeson, which was an interesting little movie that I enjoyed, but I'm not going to say it was like a big deal. And then was in a Scorsese film. Like, just the the first major thing she does, she opens with probably the most venerated American director currently, like, alive and operating in an ongoing way. Um, She holds her own against Leo. Uh, She dominated that movie. And then, not only that, but she continues to make some weird movies, some bad movies, some great movies. But what I really enjoy is that a, if you look at her CV, she has done nonstop, fascinatingly different work. She went from Wolf on Wall Street to Z for Zachariah, where she leads this like strange little, very Christian apocalypse movie. Um, and she goes from that into being uh, Harley is that the Quinn, Givital, of course.
0: J. Four movie.
1: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, Chris Pine. It's very weird. Um, she goes from that into being Harley Quinn, which is obviously like Suicide Squad was very divisive. A lot of people don't like it. I like it as a like popcorn movie and really nothing else. But she... That character is now intimately tied to her. Um... In a way where, where and and I can't believe it, but really the only comparison I have to current pop culture, the only thing similar is RDJ to Tony Stark, where if you look at art prior to 2008 and post-2008 to that character, it does not look like him. That is not how he was conceived to be. Now, for the rest of our lives, he will look like Robert Downey Jr. And Robert Downey Jr. was already a guy. Like, he was already a well-known actor. Margot Robbie was still, you mean that actress from Wolf on Wall Street from that scene? And everyone knows what you mean when you say that scene? And she went from that to being Harley Quinn, and and that's it forever. I mean, that character is, is now... Uh, intimately tied to her and I don't think it'll ever go away it it is now Margot Robbie in an inseparable DNA sort of way that reminds me of Christopher Reeves and Superman um, among other things
0: yeah it would be impossible to imagine recasting that anybody else
1: yeah that's what I mean It's, it's one of those things where you're like I don't know who else could do it now the third reason I think she's so fascinating is she then took all of that that I just said and I feel like she could have done a lot of things which a lot of people do which is not necessarily a bad thing but she took all of that, and she she could have just kept doing roles. She could have kept doing big movies. She could have, for lack of a better word, and I don't I don't necessarily like to sort of devalue it, but she could have sold out. And instead, she became a producer and has largely been doing weird stuff ever Very since. Very
0: weird, weird movies,
1: stuff. Yeah, highly experimental original films that she does where she acts in. And then she takes all of her cred that she currently has at Warner Brothers because they owe her almost everything. And she has parlayed that into running DC's current slate of films that isn't Wonder Woman, essentially like she produces stars in. And I believe she was like a co-writer. I might be wrong on that. Yeah. On the upcoming birds of prey. She's not a
0: credited co-writer, but she was involved in the script.
1: There we go. There we go. So in the upcoming birds of prey in about a month, uh, she's also producing and running uh, a Gotham City Sirens in a couple of years. Um, and what that means is like to translate that into what I think is more appreciable terms other than just fanboyness. She took all of this credit. She took all of this social credit that she has accrued as well as real life money and power. And she has translated that into big budget blockbuster films with women leads, women ensemble films that heavily feature women of color. And that to me is incredible. And this is not going to, I'm not trying to, uh, uh, I don't want to, to compete women against each other. That is not what this next sentence is about. But my comparison here is I think Saoirse Ronan is a fantastic actor. I think she's done incredible work. I am trying to currently watch through her CV as well. Several of her roles are pretty similar, uh, and that's not necessarily her fault. Maybe she's being shoehorned into them. But I think that there is a, there's an interesting thing that Margarabi is doing that feels unique. It feels different. Um, and then of course, Itania. And that is why I would give it to Margarabi above anyone else in this category is that she did not win for Itania and she absolutely should have. Um, and it, almost more than that, it's like a recognition of just what she has done in this decade. I, I think. I would put her and Saoirse Ronan together as the two single most influential actresses under thirty of the 2010s. They are uh, they have dominated the scene, um, and uh, that's why I am going to give it to uh, Margot Robbie. I don't think there's
0: anything that can be said to follow that. That's beautiful. Also, I love that Florence Pugh is on there because she's the next one of them.
1: Yep, I think she's gonna she's gonna definitely take the tens. Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: Gorgeous. We love that. We do love it. And we genuinely are also very excited about Birds of Prey.
1: Yeah. No, I'm very excited about that. Those reviews
0: are very exciting.
1: They are indeed. I think that's it for our our Oscars uh, pre show. Um, Yeah. Uh, We'll definitely have to check in after the show and talk about the inevitable things that disappointed us. I hope that there's something. So at least we have something interesting to say.
0: All right. Well,. We will check in.
1: Hopeful, fictional people that are listening. Uh, Thank you. Hypothetical, I should say. I really, really do
0: not imagine you got to this point of this episode. I imagine that there's five episodes in. This gets a lot better. And that's the one we're listening to. But, you know, if you're here, thank you, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Thanks for for joining us. Uh, And if you like this, let myself we never said our names myself eric (laughs) or my co-host and this is where you would say your name oh
0: yes shalila co-host
1: uh let us know (laughs) because we don't tweet us what's your twitter
0: it's at OK shalila
1: there you go i recently changed mine but mine is at moreric morales it's not Uh, eric's morals no i got tired of that one it felt kind of self-righteous even though i didn't mean it to be it's just the only pun i had but then i realized my own last name sounds like i'm saying more so i decided to go with more eric morales because I, um, I think that's funny um so yeah find us on twitter i guess uh and also if you're listening uh still thank you and i guess we'll see you next time